0: Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Luke. We're in chapter 23. We're going to finish the Gospel of Luke today. Uh, The section that we are in the middle of is called Jesus before Pilate and Herod, which started in chapter 22, and we pick up with, then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, we have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payments of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Christ, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted, he stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform some miracle. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him, dressing him in an elegant robe. They sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Now picking up in verse 13, Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and release him. So he literally said, I find him not guilty. And yet he still chooses to punish him to appease the people. With one voice, they cried out, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. And you'll remember that we talked extensively about Barabbas in the Passover and the resurrection discussion. You'll remember that Barabbas literally means son of the father and this is where the son of the father takes the place of barabbas and all of us wanting to release jesus pilate appealed to them again but they kept shouting crucify him crucify him for the third time he spoke to them why what crime has this man committed I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for the one they asked for and surrendered Jesus to their will. Now picking up with the crucifixion. We read about this in Matthew and in Mark. It's also in John. It's also in the book of Psalms in chapter 22. As they led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. Here Jesus is speaking about what was written in the book of Hosea. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, which in Latin is Calvaria, we say Calvary, the Skull. There they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And then they divided up his clothes by casting lots. That was written about in Psalm 22. The people stood watching and the rulers sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself if he is Christ, the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourselves. There was written a notice above him, which read, This is the king of the Jews. And we've discussed that before. You may have seen written in Latin above the depiction of Jesus on the cross. I-N-R-I, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. In Latin, they use I's instead of J's. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. And then the death of Jesus, Matthew, and in Mark, we read about this. It was now about the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. So for three hours, for the sun stopped shining. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. And we know that it was from top to bottom. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. And this is the centurion that we read about in chapter 7. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. And Jesus' burial that we read about in Matthew and in Mark, it's also in John. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and their action. He came from the Judean town called Arimathea. And he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Now moving on to chapter 24, the resurrection. We of course read about this in Matthew and Mark, and it is also in John. On the first day of the week, obviously Sunday, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed To them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now on the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. About seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? Jesus asked. It is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but did not find his body. They came and told us. They had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see him. He said to them, how foolish you are. And how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So then Jesus explained to them everything that was written about himself, beginning with Moses all the way until that point. Then Jesus appears to the disciples. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them this is what is written, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed. With power from on high. And he is, of course, referencing the coming of the Holy Spirit. Then finally, the ascension. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. And that is the end of the gospel of Luke. The good news spoken through the physician Luke, who did the research and took the time to tell us the story, the story of our salvation.